out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. That's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as you know, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. I am Maximus. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do my, my whole Shazam shtick. Clownus Maximus is here on a dark and rainy and dreary, dreary evening. I don't know, but am I, am I a cloud? Uh, yeah, Carlos Maximus is here, and he is the Nimbus Cloud. Uh, he is here to talk about the 2019 comic book movie Shazam, Shazam's first cinematic debut. We're here to talk all about it as part of the Major Issues podcast. It's going to be a, a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. It's just, uh, I think something is going on in the atmosphere because Shazam's got to be here in the distance because it is downpouring outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, thunder and lightning. And uh, all those things, all the terrible weather, we got to make sure that you get home safe, Cloudus. Uh, but I guess uh, right off the rip, we do what we always do here as part of the Major Issues Podcast, and we keep the beginning of this review spoiler-free. So spoiler-free, how did you feel about Shazam? Um, Shazam, pretty pretty, pretty spot on as far as the character goes. Um, I am... I like to call myself the Mark of the Click. So, um, yes. going into um, Shazam, I knew about and of him, but um, for the main thing, I like the um, the man childness <laughs> dynamic. I mean, I guess that's more that's a more you know important I mean? question. Um, what is your knowledge of Shazam? Um, well, I know he gets his powers from Wizard. Um, I know of that he gets his power from the Wizard, the Rock of Eternity. Okay. Um, 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 that he is a, so, like I said earlier, like, um, a man child when he, um, <laughs> you know, it's a young boy. Yeah, yeah. So I know it's a, it's a kid like around what, 15, 16. Yeah. So um, I think even younger. Maybe. I don't want, I didn't want to go too, too far that Cause you know, my guy, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that I said, the rock of eternity, um, black Adam, of course. You know about black Adam. Okay. Um, 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 um. When you knew Some him, when of, you knew him, did he go under his more probably more famous name, Captain Marvel? Uh no, but it's like when I did find that in, I kinda caught all of that all at the same time. Yeah. So um I didn't everybody told me it was confusing. Yeah. In a sense. But um I kinda ignored that because I kinda, you know, Shazam. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um I, like I said, I know of and uh, I wanna say of him. Yeah. Not a, a but a little bit about him. Yeah, he's a friend of a friend of yours. So, um, but you know, I've always, is always, the, is always the friend that I, I wanted to kind of meet. You know what I mean? So, um, I always thought that dynamic of him being a child and then him saying the word transforms. What did you? What was it that attracted you to the character? I mean, I know that you may not be a diehard fan of his, but I know two things. One, um, you are a fan of his in general. I've always right, seen right. show excitement for. Um, the character of Shazam and Billy Batson, and also you are quoted various times on our like predicting the DC universe, or um when we go over the DC slate of films. Every time we hit Shazam, you really had high hopes that this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. would have a level yeah. of um heart to it, or 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 be what turns things around, um in a lot of ways. Uh, the story of Shazam is not um the same as the other ones, where a lot of these stories are uh brought through trauma and and grief. Almost, you know, um, Shazam doesn't have that shooting in the alleyway or the baby being left, you know, from the dying mm-hmm. planet and stuff. It definitely has its own level of seriousness and its own level of heart. 
but I remember you having a lot, real high hopes for um uh this this film. Yeah, um, mainly mainly because of who doesn't want to be a kid and say one word and then boom, yeah. you're running super fast, you're lifting up, throwing cars. Yeah, because basically as a kid, that's your biggest disadvantage is you're very small. <laughs> <laughs> you're very small and you're very weak and you're probably very slow. Um, and so, and no one's taking you seriously because you're not of stature. Mm-hmm. You're not tall enough. You're not strong enough. You're not old enough. Any of that kind of stuff. So the ability that you could say one word and uh, basically end all that—that's got to be any kid's dream. Mm-hmm. And so it would, it would, you would have to take your film in a different direction for that because you're not trying to necessarily um, bring in the adults that would get the gritty vengeance, right? You know, vengeance and justice, and uh, you're trying to capture the imagination of a kid who read comics or watch comic book movies and then like would daydream of them mm-hmm. being able to fly outside and do all kinds of stuff like so that. So you're trying to catch the kids and the adults that were the kids to bring those kids. Right. Because right. they were they were the saying one word of some kid becoming a superhero. I think everybody at least wishes they had at least at some point in their life. <laughs> Without um, spoiling it, do you think that this film did this success? Did that successfully? Oh yeah, 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 hell yeah! Awesome, awesome. I dig it, I dig it. Um, I I enjoyed the film. I I liked it very much. I it's probably one of my favorite in the DCEU at the mm-hmm. moment, only because um, DC has kind of been breaking my heart <laughs> through various different methods, right, whether right. it's movies or comics. Some of the stuff that Snyder's been saying that we've gone over on this cast. Um, some of the stuff that's been going on with uh, like um, the DC Universe and DC Rebirth and Doomsday Clock taking 500 million years. Um, all of that stuff has been inc- incredibly frustrating. And so um, a lot of people who've been championing DC and everything they've been doing have been recently realizing that a lot of what they promised us would be coming in the recent years as far as hope and um, the uh, prospect of seeing some of our favorite heroes, especially with that beautiful and ambitious slate of movies that they had. Mm-hmm. Remember that thing? <laughs> it, went, it went all the way to 2020 with Cyborg and, and the Green, Green Lantern. Lantern Corps and all that stuff. Green Lantern Corps supposed to come out next year, ain't it? Uh-oh. It ain't come, I, not, I don't even know what happened to the <laughs> production, none of that stuff. You know what has, um, you know what has uh, like a better shot of being made at this moment? Don't say The Flash. Well, no, the flash is definitely gonna be made. Oh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. I really, really do hope that uh, it eventually does end up getting made. But no, on DC's currently current slate of films, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Shazam was the last one that's coming out. Then Joker. Um, the next one after that is Birds of Prey. Then Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four. But the ones that are currently in pre production, the ones that are ramping up, mm-hmm. are um the Flash, Aquaman two, um the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. instead of Suicide Squad. Um, the Batman and Super Pets. Hmm. Crypto. Well, I have a dog, so shut up and take my money already. I don't know how Super <laughs> Pets is going to work. But I'm saying, in a world where they don't have time for Green Lantern, hmm. but they got time for the Super Pets, I wonder just what's going on on that side. You it's know? a circus. Over there. They really must, they <laughs> must consider that character like a bad omen or something from that movie that came out, that uh, Ryan Reynolds film. But, they did something. They took a chance on a new story. They took a chance on a new origin story, and I think it worked. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the optimism that is shown by the characters in this film, more particularly um, 
one of the characters who steals the show, the guy you see in the trailer, Freddie Freeman, I think that that character um, does a lot to make DC seem like a fun place. Makes it living in the DC universe with all this weird aliens and goddesses mm-hmm. and stuff, it really seemed like something that you would want to do. Um, uh, and I really think that that's what was missing from the DC universe was this idea that it's cool to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. Superman looks like he is bored and stressed with the amount of, of uh, you know, drama that he has to deal with. Batman just stressed. Batman's been stressed. <laughs> Batman's always been a criminal. <laughs> We've always been criminal, Alfred. Um, Wonder Woman uh, can't decide whether or not mankind is is worth it half of the time. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman, you know, uh, feels like he's torn apart between the sea and the land. And so this conflict felt a lot less strenuous. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot less painful. It didn't feel like Billy was going through this with, this with the weight uh, on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And he is given an incredible set of, of powers, but it's not a burden more than less, less weight on the shoulders, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. I think that that was a, a good way to play it again. Spoiler free. How do you feel about this film's villain? Mark strong, AKA Thaddeus Savannah. So, um, the thing with Savannah is, um, the only villain I knew of Shazam was black Adam. Okay. You know, but I knew he was his like Lex Luthor. Yes. You know what I mean? So, um, when I heard about Savannah, I didn't even know his name. Yeah. You know, so, um, but then looking through like videos and stuff like that, he's been around the block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Savannah's been there. Um, you know, he's one of the archetypes for the evil mad scientist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His cool role in this is the idea that somebody who probably has mastered their own field of study, physics or science and all that other kind of stuff, has finally, um, or feels like they're cracking the code on magic, which is a, which, and a lot of sci-fi and even Marvel has uh, played around with the idea that magic is just science that we don't understand. And so the idea that um, a scientist would be hungry for the knowledge, just it, that's all it is, right? More mm-hmm. knowledge, more things to, more concepts and theories to cement, um, more things to find out knowledge is power. And Savannah is power hungry in this mm-hmm. and, and for power that um, he doesn't really know if he can wield it. He doesn't really know if he's worthy for it. And a lot of this film is also about purpose, right? Purpose and destiny and, and about what about what I think is the most important part of superhero stories, choice. Actively making the right choices and not the right choices that are obviously right, but the choices to be a good person, to help good people uh, be better and to um, not be a bully, you know, not um, prey on the weak um, and the disenfranchised, but really do your best to help better mankind um, and that's something that Billy chooses in this film. And heroes have to choose that or else there's no story to tell. Mm-hmm. And um, Billy making that choice um, instead of running away. He has many times in this film an opportunity to just run away, to abandon what he's been given, which is also the responsibility, right? Because mm-hmm. with great power comes great responsibility. And so Billy has a perfect uh, opportunity to abandon all of that. And um, he, I think he makes the choice not to. And I think... Eventually not to. <laughs> not to. And I think... Uh, Mark Strong, who played Sinestro in mm-hmm. the Green Lantern movie, talking about uh, that Green Lantern movie. Um, I think that him as Savannah is... I think he did a really, really good job. I, I really like the actor in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in Kick-Ass. He was the father of the of um, Red Mist, um, McLovin's father in uh, Kick-Ass. So he's been in this comic book game for quite some time. Also in Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's been doing this comic book stuff 
he's, he's dependable. My man's dependable. And I think in this role, he did a really good job. He did not seem like mustache twirly. Right, I'll right. get to so the typical um, mad scientist kind of kind of guy. Yeah, I, which is cool because the thing with mad scientists it's a it's really cliche. Yeah, but um, I like the fact that um, he was also able to give it his own spin. Yeah, him and um, and um, homeboy from Venom, because we've had we've had like Ooh, about two, man. like two mad scientists this year. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about um. The Dude from the Life Foundation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I like about the Dude from the Life Foundation is that he's young. So his young his young insanity mm-hmm. will lead him to think that he's doing things for the right. Right. Where I feel like an old man kind of just gets selfish. And, <laughs> you know, jaded and selfish and angry and vengeful. And that's exactly what describes Savannah in this film. Yeah. Like he is very, he's definitely out to get what he feels is owed to him. And that's also, that's also something pretty relatable, right? Mm-hmm. This idea that you think that you're you're meant to be picked on in class or you're meant to win the lottery or you're meant to win that sweepstakes and like you deserve it. And, um, you know, why not me? You know, what's wrong with me and all that kind of stuff. I think you deal with that with Savannah a lot. Um, we saw clips of the suit, you know, in, um, trailers and pictures and people have felt, you know, they felt on both sides of liking it and disliking it. I felt like to you, what do you think about, uh, um, Captain Marvel suit? I, I like the suit a lot. Um, I like the Thunderbolt in the middle. Um, I really, really like the hood. The hood is pretty ill. Yeah. Um, I'm a bigger fan of the of the other costume that's in the cartoon and comic. The one that comes over to the side with the buttons. Oh yes, yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the suit. Kind of I think the suit in the um in the movie is pretty pretty damn cool. I do like the 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 symbol. I think it's injustice. Where the lightning is constantly, like clash, like the the lightning bolt on his chest is mm-hmm. almost a window, and it's just there, and like you just see lightning bolts right. crashing and stuff inside there. But I do think they did a really, really good job. I also feel like, not for nothing, the Shazam outfit is what an outfit that is simple enough for a child to want it. Yeah, in yeah. thinking of their prime self, because. That's the whole thing, right? The wizard Shazam gives Billy Batson um, his abilities. And when he says Shazam, he's imbued with the powers of uh, multiple uh, deities. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, what is explained is that he is give, he is um, himself at his full potential. You know, that's why he's that age and that size and all those things there. So um, the, the idea that Billy um, would be able to get to his full potential using this magic and um, that Savannah is almost blocked out from mm-hmm. getting his potential because he's on the other side of it, I think sets up a pretty cool dynamic between those two. But the um, with the idea of full potential in a child's mind, right. you know, they're not going to think of like bulletproof and buttons. And, <laughs> and, and then there's a, there's a zipper that goes here and the logo goes, it's like red and a cape. And a lightning bolt mm-hmm. and go boots and that's it. Oh look, a hoodie on my on my cape. <laughs> I never put a hoodie. It, it's really like when you go to like to create a wrestler mm-hmm. in one of those games. Um, so I did like it. It did seem a bit padded, but it felt idealistically padded. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he was a fake, like not a, like not a fake person, but what some like someone drawing a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like in many ways that's what Shazam's supposed to represent. Like almost the the most comic booky version of what you think a superhero uh, would be. Yeah. What do you think about the special effects? 
Um, the special effects with money. Um, one of my favorite parts was well, watching the searching spell. I don't know how spoilery that is right now. <laughs> um, the searching spell, seeing all the seven deadly sins just like lurk in one part of the room and come out of the shadows. I thought that was pretty damn cool too. Um, every time he turns into Shazam, which is a party to me. Yeah, I actually really, really like the transformation scenes in this. Um, you see one of them in the trailer that I think is really, really cool, which is when when he jumps. Yeah, off the building. Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, you know the the effects are pretty damn good. Um, the budget was eighty to one hundred million dollars, which is kind of on the cheap mm-hmm. for these some of these movies. Like they were throwing two hundred and fifty, like at Batman vs Superman, three hundred million. Um, obviously that's also going into a lot of those famous actors' salaries. <laughs> um, but still, like the idea that um, they this film had a budget of eighty to one hundred million, and was able to make a hundred and sixty-two million in the in the weekend, and then mm. a little bit of that advanced screening. Like they've already broke even. Right, now right, all right, this, right. Now all this other money is for Injustice Three. You know, like this is where <laughs> uh, where all this uh, goes. Where does this rank? As far as the, uh, you know, in the rankings of DC, uh, EU, um, I I hate to rank these things sometimes. Yeah, but I feel me like too. Everybody it's, does. It's hard so because we, I like I like a couple movies that people don't like. Yes. You know, Batman vs Superman. How about this? How about this? How about this? Justice League. Tell me what DC movies are better than this film. What DC movies are better in than your this opinion, film? In your oh opinion. wow! I'm not gonna like, fight you on it. I ain't gonna fight like, you on it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I ain't gonna fight you on it, but I just wanna know your opinion. Which DC films do you think are better than Shazam? Um I think Wonder Woman is slightly slightly better. I think it's I think it's on par, maybe. Wonder Woman? Yeah. Okay. Um no, no. Cause I'm a sucker for Gal Gadot. Yeah, that's you know, true. so there's that. That comment's gonna get me in trouble. But, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, me too. But uh yeah, I I, I I think Wonder Woman kinda edges it out. But not but that's like on any given day um, kind of deal, you know, like on any given day, I would put Shazam. So I really, I, probably I really one. like, I really, really like the Aqua Bro, even outside of you the, really out like of the, Bro. out of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a sucker for Shazam, you know, because what about Man of Steel? Man, my man, my man is a, he's a he's a kid, he's a kid that turns into a superhero, bro. But Man of Steel ain't right? getting no love. Man of Steel will always get love. It's just you know, um, their their formula at the time was just. Not lovey dovey. <laughs> um, you didn't love that message of letting your dad die in a hurricane. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm not here to bash Man of Steel. Um, um, it's certainly one of the best ones. Um, in light with uh, the Aqua Bro and Suicide Squad. Uh, eh, no, <laughs> uh, not really. No, not a fan. Nah. Um, but but seeing as you did like Aquaman, this is this can necessarily be a, a streak. But uh, yeah, it's definitely they got some. They do have something going. They, I feel like they're they're finding it more and more as they make movies because the first one was um what um Wonder Woman, the first success of Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. So um it was that, and then they struck gold with the Aqua Bro, you yep. know, struck gold with the Aqua Bro, and now I feel, you, like, I feel like I feel like they're hitting, the truth, they're finding it, they're finding good, it. If Justice League was good, it would have been Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, mm, true. and every and everybody would have been like, damn. DC, they taking a minute, but they coming. But that Justice League hurt so many people, bro. Yeah. And that Snyder cut stuff, all that stuff there, like it really yeah. uh, discouraged people. Um, and it makes me even wonder if there's even a Justice League to be had. And if that's to to, to talk about, then we could also talk about whether or not our boy Billy Batson is 
can he be a member of the Justice League? With them having six members, can Shazam be the seventh? Um, we've seen stuff like in Justice League War, he's subbed in, you know, for mm-hmm. um, uh, I know Lantern's there. I think he might be subbed in for Cyborg, but um, yeah, d- definitely possible. No, I put him on the team. Do I you think? think? So. I think so, especially with um, with one of the shots that's also in the movie. Um, it's kind of like yeah, spoilery. We'll, um, yeah, which we'll get into. Yeah. But um, I, I I think so. They could put they could put a rocket on his back, dude. Yeah, I think they could put a rocket on his back. The the level of hope that was in this is something that I do hope we see in um the Man of Steel sequel whenever that mm-hmm. is to happen, whenever they chose to give Superman um his just due. Um, and I do think that if you if they're not ready to do that yet, if they don't know what that's gonna look like yet, I say you spread Billy Batson like the chunky peanut butter that he is yes. across these films because you need a level of awe and you need a level of admiration for these heroes that I don't feel like they're getting in so many ways that uh, a lot of way, a lot of people in these societies are looking at these heroes like they are aliens and in some cases they actually are mm-hmm. they actually are aliens um, and so I, I want the voice that's out there saying like these guys are great like these guys are cool and um, I understand that some people may think that that's living in a dream world, mm. right? Well, my heroes don't do anything wrong or whatever, whatever. But guess what? It is a dream world. It's comic books. <laughs> <laughs> it's comic book movies. I get the realism, but when you're talking about getting the wisdom of uh, the wisdom of Solomon and, and all this other kind of stuff, I don't think. Um, I think that you get leeway for a little bit of of tomfoolery, mm. I guess, uh, in this. From right off the jump, we could see that a lot of this film was a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about the humor in this film? Um, I think it was like you said. Um, for those that like chunky peanut butter, <laughs> right? Um, the the spread was all over the place, man. Um, you had a whole Did bunch. Did you of... feel it was like, um, like what were we, like Little Rascals humor, like kind of like slapstick? fall over kind of stuff or um were, i think there's i think there's some of that in there okay you know they sprinkle i think they sprinkle a little bit of bit of everything because billy ain't cracking jokes um homeboys cracking jokes yeah Freddy. yeah freddie's that's a lot jokes. Of, that's a lot in the trailer and freddie yeah and, and freddie he, he holds it down with it as far as the comedy and stuff goes yeah because between him and him and billy it's it's pretty damn funny yeah i think that that actor um does as good as um you know, Astra Angels, who plays young Billy Batson, and uh, well, I guess regular Billy Batson, not even Billy Batson. Um, and then you got Jack Dylan Gla- Grazier as uh, Freddie Freeman. And from the trailer, we already kind of knew that he was going to be the one to steal the show. Um, and I'm glad that, that they included him and made him a fanboy because, like I said, I do think that's what's going to help fans realize that it's okay to like the silly na- things that are in the DC. It's cool to have a mark in the movies. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, so you saw yourself in the film. Yes. Movie. Yes. I'd be, if any one of us from the clip got powers, that would be me. Um, last but not least, to keep this um, spoiler free, I would say, um, are you excited if for the prospect of a Shazam sequel? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And especially if they want to tell a different story after afterwards and they don't want to run into um, Black Adam. They uh-huh. want to say maybe save him for like the third movie. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's getting his own movie, so Mr. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm down for a Shazam sequel. I mean, sometimes I feel like they're so quick with these movies that they're already talking about sequels. It's like that movie just came out a week ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that happened with Black Panther. 
They were like, oh, we're greenlit for Black Panther 2, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, these movies make billions of dollars. I mean, granted, you got to um, have a certain type of expectation. So even if you start to hear that it's doing good, then you probably want to jump on the gun immediately. Oh, I get that. Sense, you, you know, know you I mean? why I guess I'm coming from? I'm coming from the idea that um, you don't even know if you're good yet. Right, like, don't, right. Don't spread the story like, oh, we'll handle that in two, when mm-hmm. you might not get it to because you didn't come correct in one. I feel like the faith was always there for the Shazam movie, so... Yeah, and for other movies that were, you know, that were greenlit so early. Yes, so like the cyborg movie. Well, uh, does Billy fit with the rest of these? Uh, with the Henry Cavill's, with the can you see him up there at the press conference with uh? Um, it's Zachary funny Levi because you could, next to you could say you could say you could say yes and no, but with the no, I kind of want to be like the nose is what make him fit. You know what I mean? Oh, because he doesn't Be- fit, he does fit. Yeah. Because um, nobody, nobody's jokey like that as far as Justice League. I mean, at least in the DCEU. I kind of hated that they gave that role to The Flash. So it would be really cool to uh, have Yeah, to but have with, Billy, with Billy around, you kind of got to... And there is Jovial Flash. I don't mean to sound like a nerd, but there is right, a right, Jovial right, right. Flash. There is a jokey Jovial Flash. It's Wally West. It's just he... Like, you don't do that with Barry it's Allen. Just, I feel like if you're going to do that, you can make Flash a little bit more serious. You know what I mean? A little bit more grown, more stern, more responsible in a sense. Yeah, when you have a literal twelve year old on the team. Mm-hmm. So you can leave it you can leave it up to, to Billy to tell the jokes or um have that kind of innocence, so to speak. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they did play Barry Allen as the innocent one, right? I don't mm-hmm. really have friends. I, just, I don't fight. I just push I just people push people and run away. Run away. Yeah. Um I what's brunch? I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. People don't, you know um what brunch? Yeah, and so I think I do think that Billy is a better substitute for that role of the wide-eyed kid than uh, Barry Allen is. I think we gave people pretty hefty spoiler, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler-free review. Are you ready to get full spoilers on this? Let's do it. She's her. What did you like the most about this film? Um, to be honest, um, I, not to get into so. Uh, well, I can't get into no, that. No, we're spoiling. We're spoiling. We're spoiling. Damn, I didn't spoil. I'm just gonna have to. Hit him with it. Um, Shazam kids, B. Yeah. Shazam kids, man. Yeah, the Shazam kids, the Shazam Ooh. family, the Marvel family are uh, here. Um, were you, did you sniff that out at any point? I mean, um, the towards the beginning of the movie, I counted the kids in my head and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, nah, for this movie or the second movie? For this, for this movie or the second movie? This movie or the second movie? That's how I was throughout the whole movie once I seen them. Because I'm like, we're in a, we're in a foster home. Yeah. It's Billy. Yeah. We got the kids here, you know? That's another thing I meant to say up top. I read the New 52 run of, of Shazam. It was a quick, uh, like, it's a quick, like, volume, like, bring these seven issues mm-hmm. to introduce the character. And it's almost shot for shot, this film. The only difference is the villain in the comic is Black Adam, mm-hmm. um, which probably would have served Dwayne Johnson, you know, to be in the film. Mm-hmm. But also, if Dwayne Johnson would have been in the film, I feel like that comic almost serves him, almost serves him as a one and done. Yeah, and I mean, so, he's getting. It's hard to say all of that because you know we both know he's getting his own movie as Black. But that's Adam. what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you took that source material and you're like, let's adapt it to a movie. I understand why they chose Savannah mm-hmm. because if they choose The Rock, you end you you're end killing end the that. steam you know for the for the movie too. You, and they basically what they did in every Spider-Man movie, right? Uh, except for Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Homecoming and keeping Vulture alive sets up for anything mm-hmm. but in every other spider-man movie they die he kills them yeah. <laughs> and then there's nothing else to have like oh problem solved he's dead uh 
Whereas um, that happens there. But all of it, it starts with uh, Billy giving um, trouble to the uh, adoption agency, um, him not trusting his, his family members, um, his newfound family members, him being reported a, a humongous issue, a humongous problem mm-hmm. um, uh, in there. And I mean, family's rough, you know. I know that uh, when, it come, when, when you don't feel like you fit where you're at, it's very rough. It's very hard to have any kind of appreciation or have any kind of gratitude also, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with that disconnect, you start to feel like you have to kind of look over your own shoulder sometimes. And so Billy, feeling like he's constantly put in a position to look over his own shoulder, doesn't trust anybody. And I think more heartbreaking than his than his view on the world mm-hmm. is how he got put in that position in the first place. True, true. So you can't trust that. nobody. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that. This film has us believe that um, our young Billy Batson was at a uh, um, very at a very young age, like three or four years old, was hanging out with old mama, um, and him and his mama at a carnival, and eventually, while walking, um, Billy uh, loses grip with his mother's hand. And they get separated. And they get separated. He can't find his mom. His mom can't find him, and they are separated basically forever for another 10, uh, 12 years. They um, he never finds his mom again, and the whole movie he is. Not only desperately looking for his mother, but he's breaking laws, willing to um, look for find her. his yeah. mother. Um, that's the deep family connection that he's looking for. Uh, believing that his mother had not had no choice, but believing that his mother did not actively choose to abandon him, that it was circumstances that got them right. separated, always made Billy feel like he had a family. It just he just had to find her. Mm-hmm. His mother was out there. I had a mother that loved me. I I, I remember it. She's you know? out there. She's out there. Um, and so one of the most heartbreaking parts of this film is when Billy eventually does um, meet find her, yeah. his mother, find his mother. That sucked. And, um, that sucked. You basically find out that they did get separated, but once the mother found Billy uh, under the custody of the cops, mm, yeah, she, she saw him from a away. distance and uh, I'm good. Yeah, I don't she think basically I want to ran away anymore. and abandoned Billy, abandoned yeah, Billy, abandoned sucked. her responsibilities as a mother and abandoned her child. Um, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, even with all the heart, uh, heart stars and horseshoes in this film, they still have they still deal with some very deep um, things. I feel like if they they uh, Definitely get into it. Um, how do you feel about Billy's rebellious nature? You know, we initially see him even willing to trick the cops to get closer to finding out where his mother is. I mean, that uh, I think he's also kind of desperate, too. Because you get a shot from his notebook, and it shows you all the places that he's been, places that he's crossed off his list. So, um, I, I mean, he's doing what he thinks he's got to do. So, But he knows he's getting in trouble, just he doesn't care, I guess. Yeah, and they play around with that in the comic as well. It's like 40 different bats. You're a smart kid. 40 different batsons all over the city mm-hmm. and, you know, all crossed out. Like, who do you really think you're going to find them in it? And um, how big do you think that the hope of that being out there, what do you think that, that I mean, the, there's no doubt about it, right? That That is why Billy has trouble with these foster families, yeah, right? Yeah, and trusting people and everything else. Because he just got, he just got separated. I mean, every, I'm, I don't, I don't know about other kids and stuff like that, but plenty of people have been separated from their parents as they were small. 
Yeah. Whether it be like at a train station or a theme park and stuff like that. And with before you know it, or if you come to and realize it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then to not be found and stuff like that. Yeah. And seemingly just know, okay. Literally. Once abandoned. you get yeah. once you get old enough, you know at least they're they're out there. So you can So there's no there's no point in settling down with any family. Even the even the very hospitable Vasquez family, um, or the the the, the Vasquez family, the, the at least the mother and father who uh, foster Billy, who bring him in mm-hmm. into their home with um, the other members of the Shazam family. And um, even when he's with them, he's still searching, looking. So well, he doesn't. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I feel like Billy Batson as a character never really like he never had any intention of staying there. Right. He was going to use there to sleep, to sleep and, and stuff go like to that, school, whatever like that. But he was ultimately still trying to find, find his, his mom. And so the idea that he does find his mother and it's not all that it cracked up to be was definitely a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah. But let's talk about more high, heartbreaking trauma. Let's talk about my man, Daddy of Savannah. Let's talk about how he basically was the first person between him and uh, Billy Batson to encounter the Wizards mm, of Shazam. To be picked. Or at least... Uh, yeah, he, Chosen. At least called for the interview. Yeah, right. They at least called him for the interview. They saw his resume. They called him for the interview. Um, and... Um, he is ultimately tempted by the seven deadly sins to try to reach for the artifact, the eye of sin. Mm-hmm. And um, once that happens, he basically fails the test in front of the wizard. And he gets canceled. Yeah, he gets canceled. <laughs> and um, he, him flipping out because he wanted to go back to the Rock of Eternity because he had Rand when he got mm-hmm. transported there. Him flipping out ultimately gets his uh, dad into a car accident, which takes his legs. So very serious consequences to wanting your destiny or wanting what you feel like is owed to you and he feels them immediately mm-hmm. and in the same way that I feel like Billy is looking for his place um, Dr. Savannah for the rest of this film is looking for the Rock of Eternity is looking for the wizard Shazam to get what he feels is owed to him which is the, the powers the of powers. Shazam yeah he wants to be uh, the champion of Shazam and so that there's almost that same level of um, hunger or of um, want of yearning there uh but i really like mark strong in the role i really like that they spent some time um with him where you see him you see him eternalize the trauma that happens with this car accident and how his brother treats him like right right off the bat you can Mm kind of tell even with the way his dad speaks to him like they that they don't really take too kindly to him you know and so i like the idea that um he would eventually go crazy with to the point of like I told you, you see, like I like willing to <laughs> right, and comes willing to rub to, it in their face. Yeah, because at one point he uses vast amount of, of resources and money to interview single handedly hundreds of people who've been uh, interviewed by Shazam, which then also makes me, also makes me think. I wonder what the parameters are. Like how Shazam finds these people? Is he just rolling the dice? Is he just like searching spell? Because the other thing is, it's giving him who's worthy, but not worthy enough. Right? right? So, what? what is the threshold? Mad interviews. Mad yeah, interviews. you understand? Like, <laughs> imagine if you were doing interviews, but had no resumes. You're just calling. Mm-hmm. It just says somebody's name and number. You call them up and go, hey, so I have this job I need you to do. And they're like, oh, I don't have no idea how to do that. Okay. Hey, I have this job I need you to do. So, he's, um, the Wizard Shazam is searching everywhere. Um, um, and so is uh, Savannah hot on his heels mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get back to the Rock of Eternity. And when he eventually does, he 
gets that eye of sin, which smashes right into his eye socket, mm-hmm. um, and allows the seven deadly sins of man uh, to inhabit his body. Is that fair to say? Inhabit his vessel. Use them as a uh, vessel of sorts. Um, what do you think of the idea of the seven deadly sins being the henchmen, or I guess vice versa, of this film? Uh, the henchmen of Savannah, or I guess Savannah. Yo, the they were. Of they were. Um, they were scary, dude. Yeah. They were. Um, I like that they are smoke. Initially. Yeah. That materialize. That materialize into their. Uh, into some kind of like actual form. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but the sins are gluttony, greed, uh, pride, wrath, um, lust. I feel like I'm missing one. Greed, envy. <laughs> yes, envy. And so, um, these are thought to be the sins of mankind that have plagued mankind. For since the dawn of time, always dragging us down, always making us feel prideful or greedy or the other various things that we're not supposed to be feeling. And the wizard Shazam was able to trap them in the Rock of Eternity. Mm-hmm. But now that uh, Savannah has the power of uh, all the seven deadly sins, he seeks the champion. He seeks um, to take the power. To take the power that um, was uh, that's ultimately going to get gifted to Billy Batson. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about this uh, Shazam family. Uh, you have Mary, mm-hmm. um, who eventually becomes Mary Marvel. And she is a smart college girl, right? Um, they, we have a little heart-to-heart with her and Shazam. Mm-hmm. going over. Isn't that when they're going over the college? Oh, yeah, when he's Shazam and yeah. he saves us from the bus. The college applications. Now, I'm probably going to get roasted for this. Mm-hmm. Are there? Is there supposed to be something there? Nah. No, right? Nah. Just saving his sister. Okay, I was hoping. I mean, yeah, I was. Well, hoping. his foster, his foster sister. Yes. Um, you have Darla, the adorable runt of the litter. Yes, the, the youngest the member youngest of the sister. family with the <laughs> biggest heart. So affectionate. I thought that character was so cool, and that's straight out of the comics. Like she is that affectionate and stuff, but she definitely gets you to feel sad when you need to feel sad. Like when Billy first rejects the idea of the entire family, I think that's a really, really sad moment, and um, I definitely sympathize with. Little Darla. Little Darla. You got Eugene. You got Eugene, the video game uh, maniac. Yep. Just gaming, gaming, gaming. Life is gaming. Game is life, right? That's all it is. Um, And that's the thing. We have all these distinct family members, and they're all unique. You have um, Eugene as well. No, I said Eugene. Eugene's a video game guy. Pedro is the uh, quiet. uh, That's the guy who's just walking around the house. Yeah, that wouldn't talk (laughs) to me and stuff. And the thing is, you have um, everyone with unique, unique distinct uh, attitude, but they all get together. They all feel like a unit. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. in school when you see that they're being bullied and stuff, which kind of sucks, um, they, they are a unit together. In the comics, uh, the bullies that are bullying them have been bullying them for like ever. And just that family. Um, in this, they damn near run over Freddie Freeman. Yeah, with their truck. With their truck. And then beat him up. Um, I like that Freddie was like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for your card. Do you have change for these? And he stuck up a little finger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty damn funny. That's, that's, that's good work. Um, but after being attacked by the bullies, uh, Billy uh, ends up helping um, Freddie. And oh, he smacks him with one of his crutches, right? He kind of yeah. beats him down a little bit, a little bit bad. And then he runs away to a subway where um, he is transported to the Rock of Eternity, meets the wizard Shazam. And gets the powers of Shazam. And that's when we first see Zachary Levi in the film. 
he doesn't appear to 40 minutes in. Wow. Which I think I think that's a good healthy yeah, balance. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty I think good. you have to know Billy and get to know Billy and get to like Billy before you can go forward and be like, oh yeah, this is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how do you feel about uh, Levi in this role? I mean, like we were talking about before, he's gonna mm-hmm. have to stand alongside some of these greater uh, heroes right. in history. So um, I mentioned the man child thing earlier. Um, I'm gonna jump right back into that because I feel like him portraying that was money yeah money 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 because at the same time when he shazam i still see i still see the billy that they introduced us to in the movie and yeah and you got um i always why am i always forgetting his name man um um freddy freddy yeah there you go and he's got freddy to bounce to bounce to bounce all that off of. yeah so that's pretty that's pretty good you get to see the um what's the word i'm looking for the 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 adolescence yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in him, you know? So I thought that was spot on, dude. Spot I, it's on. also kind of funny because, yeah, they automatically go to, like, money. Mm-hmm. That you say he his portrayal was money. But that's another thing they go to. They go to the idea of, well, how do we make money? Because the first thing that Billy does when he gets all these powers is go to Freddy because Freddy is mm-hmm. the subject matter expert. He knows all about all these heroes. He's got the Batarang. He's got the Bullet. Um, super fan. And he believes in these things. And, I mean... Not to be, you know, uh, I hope I don't sound insensitive when I'm saying this, but it's something very inspirational when you see Freddy who was, uh, who is in the condition that he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's walking with crutches and still believes in the greater good, the ability for the greater good and right. the capacity in people to be good. I think it, it says a lot. When Billy has two functioning legs yeah. <laughs> and can't seem to, you know, care about anything, um, it goes to show you that it really is your perspective in life that is going to take you where you want to go. Um but him and Freddy, they have a hell of a montage. I think that a lot of the, what makes this film work is their interaction. Like um, them stopping the mugger. That's not really a mugger because yeah, she stopped him with the pepper right, spray. Right, she stopped him with the pepper spray. Right. Them stopping the... Uh, the um, guys at the gas station. The guys at the gas station trying to rob and stuff like that. Finding out about be- bullet immunity, not bullet, being bulletproof. Yeah, bullet it's the first time we it's see like being a bullet allergic. <laughs> it's the first time we see a superhero get actively shot in the face. Yes. And it not doing anything to them. Yes. I thought that was cool too. I'm not talking about you, Batman. And so, um <laughs> uh what do you think about the YouTube uh thing? Um I was wondering the YouTube thing I'm wondering how that sits in, in twenty years from now, how that looked. Well, in twenty years from now, I better hear that you better gotten some checks. It'll be president YouTube, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell. President YouTube, but like, share, if, and subscribe. If he's getting, if he's getting all those views for more years, sorry, <laughs> he he should have had some checks so against him his way. Baby. Yep. Some sponsors. Um, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having some sponsors. It's as simple as saying that you can get all of the comic book click merchandise available at tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. That's tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. Where we have just unveiled. Some new Shazam t-shirts. Have you seen the cool Shazam shirts we got up there? Shazam. They're looking pretty damn good. Pretty proud of myself. But, um, yeah, get that advertisement working with that YouTube page. Um, There's a constant running joke that has to tie a little bit with Captain Marvel or slash uh, Shazam's um, identity. The idea that we have to call him something. (laughs) And for those that are uninitiated, like I said again, the uh, character... That you know as Shazam actually debuted as Captain Marvel um, in 1940. And eventually would go on to uh, outsell Batman, mm-hmm. which is a big deal because DC was killing it in the early um, 
uh, 40s with Batman and Superman. And this idea that somebody who kind of looks like Superman is beating them did not sit well with them. So them, uh, they automatically, DC, which was National Publications, sues Fawcett Comics, or yeah, I think it was Fawcett Comics, um, because they're like, no, you're guy- that's basically Superman, bro. Like, <laughs> we have our Superman, you're just making money off of another version of our idea, and that's not fair. And so they just sued them, and um, they were caught up in litigation and lawsuits and court battles for so long that Marvel came in, swooped in, grabbed the Captain Marvel name, gave it to Marvel, and now eventually Carol Danvers. And so um, it was said that you know you wouldn't be able to have a comic book with the name Captain Marvel on it, except Marvel has that now because they yeah. own the trademark. So now what do you call the character that's always been called Captain Marvel? I mean... Yeah. You call him, I guess, Shazam. Shazam. Even though people knew of Captain Marvel, some people who knew of Captain Marvel thought his name was Shazam mm-hmm. because they knew of the very important phrase that he said that got him to... He just um, can't introduce himself to people. But that's the way I was going to eventually get to. He never says Shazam in this film. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. He never calls himself Shazam in this right. film. He says Shazam very, several he better, times. He better write it down and get some cards made. Yeah. But um, why do you feel about that? How do you feel like we're going to get to the eventual naming of Shazam? Do you think it's important? Aquaman I, got I his think, name. I think it's important, and but more importantly than that, the placement <laughs> for where that happens is very important. Because you can't be just introducing yourself as such, and then you say it, and then the jig is up, you know? You transform back into a kid, and it's like, huh? Aquaman got his name. It's got to be It's got to be somewhere in the, in, in the Batcave. Or um, the... I, to my knowledge, um, Wonder Woman was never called Wonder Woman, right? No. Not right. She might have been, like, maybe in the future in, like, some kind of, like, news report or whatever. But to my maybe, knowledge, but right now, no. She's never been called no. Wonder Woman. Superman is called Superman. Mm-hmm. Batman, Batman is Batman. Batman is called Batman. Cyborg, I don't nope. think anyone's calling him anything. The Flash either. <laughs> and no, nothing with the Flash either. Yeah, so um, this branding, people got to really start to see. And that's why I like um, The Flash, this mm-hmm. TV show, when they would, uh, that they had Cisco name everybody because if it was silly, it's because Cisco's silly. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it doesn't really matter. Whereas you're going to have to justify naming some of these people when these movies come out. Like, I want to see their movie in-game um, uh, way they're going to introduce Reverse Slash and stuff like that, you know? Um, but, yeah. Do you do you think that this film lacked from the... I mean, um, suffered from the lack of Black Adam? Uh, You know what's funny? Nah. No? Nah. Um, I think if it had put Black Adam in it, it would have been a little bit over the top. Yeah, because this movie movie's coming out, you know. So, um, because you know that's one of the things. I wish I I wish the we didn't know his movie was coming out because then most people were were sure, like winning a bet, high money that Black Adam was definitely gonna be in this. I film. was hoping, and it was if not be in, be in this film, not even at least in the post credit. Yeah, eventually right? get one of those like lead in post credit scenes that introduces him. He is mentioned. We yeah. hear that the Wizard Shazam the first had, champion. had given somebody else the powers to become the champion. And they uh, freed the, de- the seven deadly sins, wreaked havoc, wreaked havoc on Earth before being trapped. So we do know that it's possible um, that Black Adam is in this world. We just don't know where he is. Um, I believe he was trapped uh, in the comic. And so it's in the comic that Savannah frees Black Adam and uses Black Adam to mm-hmm. um, do his dastardly deed of finding the champion and getting his rightful place with Savannah, I mean, with uh, Shazam and stuff. Um, whereas in here, the seven deadly sins are used. Um, and I think it kind of worked well. What happens is, when you do a lot of these first uh, origin story movies, 
you're, I don't think that the first villain should be too strong right. because I we get into the habit of giving of doing every villain's origin in the superhero movie. Mm-hmm. So the the movie is almost as much about the villain as it is about the hero at that point, and I feel like that's a that's a flaw. I feel like we should um you can do flashbacks, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know if we should necessarily see every villain from the beginning to the end. So of, you don't want to overbook it. No, and so um, some of them. They need obviously detailed explanations for how they've gotten this way, this power, or whatever. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like with the first movie, your 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 focus should be on the core hero, and I think that in giving us Savannah, somebody who's definitely going to be coming back, and in giving us the Seven Deadly Sins, which could I guess always come back. Mm-hmm. Like what does it matter? Um, the Eye Sin is still there. Yeah, I think it, I think it uh, definitely works. Um, we see that the boys do their best to try to get money, mm-hmm. uh, do their best to try to try to do good. Like, you know, they stop the robbery, they stop stuff like that. Billy seems, well, uh, much more interested in being free, though. Mm-hmm. He sees a level of freedom be, with the powers. Still a loner. Yeah. He still sees a level of freedom with the powers to the point that he eventually is like, screw that, I don't have to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm you got to go to school. I yeah, got to go to I'm school. Here, and I don't got to do this and that. Um, and it creates this rift between him and Freddy that I think is interesting because Freddy says, like, that thing is as much mine as it is yours. Mm-hmm. What do you think Freddy meant by that? Um, I didn't think he meant. Well, I think he didn't mean to say. Well, what he said meant something completely different. Okay. You know what that's I mean? what came out, but that's not what he meant. So, like, like kids, they don't know how to say things. Use well, words. they'll say yeah, <laughs> they'll say something, but not it won't come out the way it meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when he said that, it was like, bro, you know, if you we never did that training and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you'd still be here trying to figure it out if it wasn't for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um so I he he helped Billy in a sense trying to figure it out. So in a sense, I guess he, he feel like like, yo, some of this is mine he too. Found, he found the key to the treasure. Yeah. Billy had the treasure test. Freddie had the key. Without the key, do you really have the treasure? Mm-hmm. You just have the box, right. right? And so I do feel like Freddie did feel entitled in that moment. Um, but Billy also felt entitled. Like, I had this power. I could do what I want. Yeah. Um, it was kind of technically true, but we, you know. Yeah, we get the scene that eventually comes up to the callback where um, the bullies that accosted Freddie earlier on accost him again. And Freddie's like, oh, I know the red cyclone. He could be <laughs> like yeah, that part. Right, right. Right? He's like, he could even be closer than you think. <laughs> <What I'm not. laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, I thought that was really funny. And um, basically, Freddy puts his foot in his mouth and says that at lunch mm-hmm. tomorrow, Shazam yeah, yeah. will be there. <laughs> um, what do you feel about that moment? Because ultimately, Billy does not go. Right, he does um, not help support Freddy. But was Freddy a little bit out of himself? Uh, uh, a little bit. Know, he was kind of feeling himself because he, he was getting views and everything like that. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't put Billy in a corner like that. Yeah. They did that with... Um, in Homecoming as well, you remember? Did Ned, they? Ned tells... Oh, yeah, Peter knows Spider-Man. Yeah, and then <laughs> Spider-Man's gonna come to the party. Peter knows Spider-Man. And he's calling him, he's calling him over and over again on the phone. Where are you, man? Um, yeah, so stop, stop, stop whoring out your superhero friends for appearances. People definitely need to stop doing that. Stop doing it to Peter Parker. Stop doing it to Shazam. They're not there to sign autographs or take selfies and stuff. But Freddie was definitely trying to cash in on that. Um, I like Shazam doing his best Eye of the Tiger impression oh, on top of the steps. Lightning with my hand. Lightning with my hand. 
lightning with his hand. <laughs> no, that lightning though strikes up strikes a bus. Yeah. And then he saves it heroically, but it ultimately was his fault for it. Um how, how'd you feel about that lesson in great power, great responsibility? Um the one one of the things that I did like about that is um not only was the bus about to fall to certain doom, mm. the people in it almost fell out of it yeah. first. Because yeah. while while the bus is hanging, you see people just like fall into the windshield and from the also, inside. It also goes to show you that just because he catches the bus doesn't mean everybody's fine and dandy. Yeah, like yeah, they're getting yeah. banged up on the way down. Like So Billy's just there bracing himself, ready for the bus to fall. He runs, yeah. catches the bed just in case the the person from the windshield just happens to fall through. Yeah. <laughs> um and that's the thing, like we were talking about before, like godlike powers. This guy, um, you know, the wisdom of Solomon. Uh, he's got powers from Hercules, the strength of Hercules, um, uh, Atlas, Achilles, um, Zeus, and Mercury. We see all those things get displayed uh, throughout the training montage. Mm-hmm. We find out about the fire immunity, which I thought was pretty funny when he set the box on fire. To teleport into the other box and yeah. then closes it and lights I did, fire. I did genuinely like the leap leap over tower building scene where he jumps and goes and right, through, right the through the window. Oh my that god, was that was too. really, really funny. And they really play... I think it's, this is a lazy comparison, but I see people make it. They really play with the Deadpool of it all. Mm. The, we understand, we've seen enough of these comic book movies and superhero movies to think we know what's going to happen next. Mm. And so, like, gotcha. That's not what's going to happen. <laughs> like when you see, when they do the whole Venom, Venom, eh, villain monologue scene. Right, when you can't hear him from yeah. across, from like a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that is, uh, that's exactly where that's from there. Um, but right when he, right when you think that he's done it, he saved the world. Savannah just presses him, shows up, gets in his face. Heard you the champion, you champ, bro. You know, and uh, Shazam's like, oh, you must be my evil villain, and he's trying to take it seriously, but not as seriously as Savannah, mm-hmm. who's legitimately been waiting thirty years yep. for this moment, and finally has everything that he needs. So he does not waste any time in beating the oh, holy he hell waxes out of Shazam, and he does. He takes him from pillar to post. And ultimately, Billy has to retreat and just basically be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he called upon the power of Shazam, turn back into Billy Batson, and run away. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was kind of yeah, like, I thought that was pretty cool too, though. Yeah, it was cool, but it was also like, imagine how scary that must be to think that there's somebody constantly searching after you and you can't, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> make too much noise because they'll just show up and fight you to the death. Um, unfortunately, even though Billy got away, Freddie doesn't. Mm-hmm. Savannah does find. You got stuck looking for Billy. Yeah, and because he was looking for Billy, and he also saw Freddy looking for Shazam, or talking to Shazam, she puts the two and two together that they must know each other, and therefore, to get to Shazam, all you have to do is get to Freddy, which um, was pretty smart on his behalf. Speaking of smart, Eugene finds the book that Billy Batson had been working on, um, you know, and that's what eventually gets him to meet his mother and find out that she's a piece of trash. Um, uh, His brothers and sisters did him a song. Yes, but you said that you very much liked him eventually coming to terms with the fact that his current family is his real family. Yes. Yes. Because, yes. like, he got, bro, he got slighted hard. Not only slighted hard, just his mom didn't want him. And for him there, I guess that's where it all clicked, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so. it was actively a, you know, there's a sweet scene of um, where they think that Billy has run away because um, he hasn't come back home because mm-hmm. he's been dealing with the whole Shazam stuff. And the mother and the father are talking, and they're like, "Listen, all the kids run, ran, have ran away. Like they've all mm-hmm, gone through mm-hmm. their beginnings of I don't like this. Get me out of this." 
Um, but we have to trust in them that they'll eventually see this place as a home. And when they consider it a home, that's when it's truly going to be a home. Mm-hmm. And until that happens, we can't force anything. And I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, especially in that kind of system where all you can do is love. And then a lot of times in family, right? All you can do is love your family members right. and hope that they see it. You can't actively in every time. I love you and you need to know <laughs> that I love you. And, you know, you're not allowed to do anything uh, besides understand that. That, that moment fact. for Billy himself was kind of real. Yeah, it was. And especially, like you said, when his hopes get dashed, when the yeah. one thing he thinks is better than the family that he got. Because when you when it is kind of in your head, right? Mm-hmm. His reunion with his mother beats any family. Yeah, hell yeah. Ten times out of ten. Especially when he when he believes that this is the person that raised him, that loves him, he, that's been looking once for him. He, once he finds it, to him, that's, is, that's it. Yeah, I'm out. You exactly. Know? The connection is made. Like, I got my family again. Poof. And this, so the fact that he actively chose to choose this, well, I guess, you know, he kind of got pushed out too. Right. But, you know, right. the idea that he actively chose to live the life, compete, I mean, um, like cooperate and live the life that he's currently living. Uh, the metaphor I like to use is one I got from Scott Pilgrim, which is he grabbed onto the controller. You understand? Life mm-hmm. is not happening to him anymore. He's going to start controlling what happens now. And I think that that choice is what makes him stand out as a hero because eventually... Savannah uses Freddy to get to the Vasquez house um, and uh, threatens all the children. And um, uh, if Shazam wouldn't give him the power. And Shazam's eventually able to trick him, grab his staff, mm-hmm. and use his staff to distribute the his, power. The power of the, the power champion. of the champion. Give, creating the Shazam family, like you said. That and was great, You get bro. that moment. And I, I, you know, I watched it over again. And I, I, really cool visual moment. Is you see the crutch fall, mm-hmm. you see Freddy's crutch fall, yeah, and you're like, oh snap! And then you see all the the emblems in the smoke. Mm-hmm. You see a bunch of different um lightning and smoke, and then when it clears away, you see the Shazam family. Um, and I, yeah, the Shazam family takes on the, the six deadly sins, while um Shazam takes on Savannah and Envy, and eventually, I guess, using that wisdom of Solomon is able to trick Savannah, um, into uh, letting Envy come out because once all the seven deadly sins are out, he's basically mortal, and they're flying in the air. And when when Envy that comes jo- out, yeah, Savannah falls, he falls, which is scary as hell. But um, yeah, he is able to outsmart him. He's able to trap all the uh, sins back into the eye of sin, and um, they are they're rewarded, not rewarded, but they're they're champions. Mm-hmm. They're celebrated. They become celebrated members of uh of that community as everybody who is in the area, you know, really um. Is happy for this new crop of heroes that seems to have showed up. <coughs> Something that I noticed carried over uh, is DC trying to do this thing where people like wild out and curse on the news. <laughs> you notice what I'm talking about? Oh, you talking about homeboy that was on the news? Yeah, San- um, it was Santa in this. Yeah, it was Santa, Santa was Claus. In- um, you and gotta then, have somebody that's taking it pretty hard. You know what I mean? It was Santa in in this, and then in um Justice League. Remember, it was some lady. She was like, "An alien took my husband." And you you think I'm? Beep, 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 beep. I don't know. You gotta have you gotta have somebody that's distraught. The onlooker <laughs> to some to the, some fashion. The commoner, you know, the there's gotta commoner. be some per- some that there's always one person that ain't gonna believe what they see, yeah. or at least don't think it's normal to an extent where they just cursing up a storm or just acting belligerent <laughs> yes well we did oh uh, speaking of which um belligerent uh the, the strip club scene um <laughs> where they go to the strip club um and uh darla's like why is there so much there's so much glitter, so much glitter. <laughs> oh my god that's so that was hilarious 
Um, I like when um, they do when they do the ATM, oh, which is straight out of the comic as well. Just spits out money, 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 and just they're picking it up. <laughs> that is straight out of the comic books. Um, when they hit up the ATM, um, I like all the the weird names, uh, Sparkle Fingers, and all that stuff. Uh, Zapped in America, Red Cyclone, um, Thundercrack. <laughs> Thundercrack. He's like, sounds like a butt thing. <laughs> uh, Thundercrack. Um, yeah. There, there was a, and it is kind of hard to name a new, a new superhero. The majority of the names of superheroes that you're thinking of now are ridiculous. The only reason why you deal with it is because you've been saying it for so long that you're used to it. But coming up with a brand new superhero name is, is kind of hard uh, when everything under the sun has been taken. So I did like that, that, that little joke where even Freddy didn't know what to possibly call. Um, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> you think we get that in the sequel? Uh, I hope he accidentally announces himself in front of a hero or villain, and then he just turns back into a kid and then has to say Shazam again. Shazam, transform. Shazam, please. I, I want. I need something like that to happen. I think that's that would be gold. Yeah, right. I think that spot right there is gold. <laughs> um, but the the film definitely hammers home the idea. That uh, you know, you can't really accomplish anything by yourself. That you you should let those in that are trying to help you. You should be honest and give everyone a chance. That's you know in your life, especially you know um, if you feel like you're going through something alone. Like in many ways, uh, Billy felt like that search for his um, mother was something that he was dealing with on his own. And who knows how long it took him to get to as far as he did. And Eugene, just using a couple skills, got him where he needed to be. You know, Mary's good at school. I'm pretty sure she can help with that. Freddie's helping out with uh, superpowers. Like, they they have all the powers of themselves. The same way that he he conjures all the powers of the mystical people in the acronym Shazam. In his real life, he's able to harness the powers of his family. And we all are, right? We all are See, able to I like, tap I like, into... I like that. I like, I like what like, you did there. Yeah, we're all able to tap into the, the, you know, the members of our extended family and our immediate family with the skills that they're able to give us. And a lot of times, just the love and support. That's yeah. all we need sometimes to accomplish uh, great things. And I feel like that was something that was said in this film that isn't really said in a lot of other films. Um, they don't defeat Savannah. We see him in a post credit scene um, talking to Mr. Mind. Mm-hmm. Who uh, also debuted a lot, like in nineteen forty-three? The most dangerous caterpillar you will ever see. Yes, he is the leader of the Monster Society of Evil. See? There's no more angrier name. I feel like, like Legion of Doom, like all those uh, names. Those are pet names. The Monster Society of Evil. You could be a Monster Society and still not be evil. Mm. You could be Society of Evil and still not be a monster. Mm-hmm. But he says the Monster Society <laughs> of Evil. You understand? And it's led by this caterpillar, Mister Mind. And a lot of people had to have been watching that. That reminded me of when, we, at the end of, was it Logan? Mm-hmm. No, uh, uh, it was at the end of Apocalypse. When they closed that suitcase and it says, Essex Corp. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, wait, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what happened to me. That's what bit. happened to me, for sure. Um, but, yeah, Mr. Mind, um, again, names in the 40s. Mr. He, caterpillar. He's a, he's a caterpillar from Venus. He's actually a, a Venetian worm. Wow. He looks like a caterpillar. This, he's a Venetian worm. He's a planet. And, um... He uses like a little voice box to speak, but he's incredibly intelligent and incredibly diabolical. And he is one of the primary villains of Shazam. And he's the one who basically tells Savannah that they should and could be very, very good friends um, going into the future. And I think that's what's going to happen, honestly. I think, uh, you know, we're going to see these two again teaming up. But more than wanting to see these two, 
we get to see what we probably didn't think we were going to see in this mm-hmm. film, which is the ending of this so film. So to speak, so to speak. At the ending of this film, uh, Billy comes correct and gives Freddy what he promised all the members of the school. Freddy promises that uh, Superman would show up for lunch. So one day, um, when Freddy's eating lunch, the rest of the uh, Shazam kids show up around. He's like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, yeah, we all switched to have lunch this period. Uh, you know, it's a special occasion. And so Shazam shows up. And in a very cool scene, we see Shazam. With his, own, with his own lunch tray. Yeah, basically praise Billy. I mean, praise uh, Freddy and tell everybody, like, this guy taught me everything I know and he's the coolest and everyone should want to be friends with Freddy Freeman. I thought that was really mm-hmm. heartwarming. Yeah, I really, really cool. was cool, too. And just when you think it got the most heartwarming, just uh-huh. when you think it got the most cool, he's like, hold on, I got it. You know, one of my friends decided he wanted to stop by. And we see Superman, um, or a man that is portrayed to be Superman. Mm-hmm. We see At least from the, the neck down. We see the suit, we see the cape, they play a little bit of the music, um, and he sits down and the, the film basically uh, ends. Um, how'd you feel about that Superman cameo? Um, uh, that was pretty cool because I went in, well, not went in, but I ended up finding out that him and Warner Brothers, I guess, were having a little thing. Yeah. So um, I knew he wasn't going to be in it, or I was at least hoping Black Adam and, or him would be in it. Yeah. To some extent. So when the, when that happened and they didn't show him from the neck down, I was like, all right, I like that move. <laughs> it was also quite curious because, you know, we had heard for a bunch of different times that um, that it was actually this, right? It was actually this cameo that caused the troubles in the rift hmm. with Henry Cavill. Wow. I don't know if you remember, but it was the idea that Henry Cavill wouldn't be available to do the Shazam cameo. Well, then maybe he shouldn't even be Superman. And then start playing around with all that kind of stuff. Um, it seemed pretty harmless. The, uh... Am I wrong? The, um... Cameo. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're not around, you're not around, right? If you're not available, you're not available. Right. Um, the director actually Damn. says that, um... In his opinion, it's funnier without being able to see... Right. Henry Cavill's face. What do you think? I mean, it is. It is. Um, if you're trying to tell a joke, I think it it, it comes out funny without it even trying to be funny. <laughs> no, I definitely think that it definitely has a level that level of humor. The way it cuts right when Superman sits down, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely pretty damn good. And then we have probably what we didn't have to stay in the theater for, which was the last post credit scene in which uh, Shazam attempts to talk to a fish, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of joke around about the powers of uh, Aquaman. Aquaman, the Aqua Bro. But I definitely like this film. I definitely like this movie. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you'd listen to me talk about the entire film and spoil basically everything. Is there anything I missed? Hmm. Anything you could remember uh, you want to speak on? Oh, did I mention that they threw Savannah's brother out of a window? Oh, my God. Cold, they throw... Cold-blooded. I think that's one of the most highlight. Like, that, that's one of the most realistic. It's so weird how that happened, man. Just watching somebody get flung out of a window... And fall, and you don't see where they fall. The camera doesn't follow them. They just die. They just die they off vanish. Screen. They fall like out the, of a window. The power that he was able to use in that was like cold blooded. It's something I haven't seen in a while. And we've seen all the like lifting somebody up and then just letting them go. Stuff. Right, right. He legit threw somebody out of, out of the window. And if I can remember, it's because he was like, "Oh, you guys are gonna throw me out." Like, he was like, "Oh, you guys are gonna get security, to throw me out." Ask, ask the eight ball if you could throw me out. And he's like, like uh, what? He's the like, able? Yeah, yeah. He's like, matter of fact, let's not wait for that. I can tell you. And he throws him out. He goes, I'll come. Not likely. And I was like, ah, Savannah. Really, really, really getting it there. I, um, won- I wonder if if Black Adam would serve as the third movie to the Shazam. 
You know how they did civil. You, you know how do? they did civil war. Yeah. Something like that. But maybe. I feel like that should be the second one. Hmm. In the same way that I feel like Civil War was kind of sort of Avengers two. I mean, think, <laughs> I mean, you could do it after the after. Matter of fact, you could do the you could do well, the well, Black Adam after two, and then just give Shazam a third. The reason why I say I, Black Adam should be, I, think, I mean, of course you're gonna have to tie it in a little bit more, but yeah. I like the idea of Black Adam as a Justice League villain. I like the idea of really cranking him up because. There's nobody in Batman's Rogues Gallery unless you're ready to start playing with magic mm-hmm. that's going to be at Black Adam's level. Yeah. Um, S- Superman's Rogues Gallery, they don't like to play any- with anybody else but Zod and humans, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, like I said, has a bunch of humans. Uh, Wonder Woman has some kind of uh, cool villains, but they're going to go with Cheetah. Black Adam is like a serious villain. There's, mm-hmm. there's a, I mean, I don't mean to make light of any other ones, but there's a storyline called World War Three where Black Adam's, I think, city is destroyed and he d- takes on I think like the the Justice Society of America, the ju- the the Justice right. League, like um, Teen Titans. He just he goes through all of them. He um, traps Marshmallow Hunter in his own mind and sends him like into space. It's a whole thing. Like Black Adam is not here to to play games. So it'll be really cool to get a film that showcases the Justice League, where both Billy can mark out over them, and they could both underestimate Billy. But ultimately, he is what can stop Black Adam. Um, and it gives him the confidence to be a better superhero because eventually you don't want you're gonna it's gonna wear thin of like oh I can fly oh I can eventually mm-hmm. he's gonna have to get yeah. confident in it eventually he's gonna have to be down with it and and, and be cool with it and I I want to get to that point plus I'm very I'd be very interested in seeing how the cinematic Batman and Superman feel about fighting crime alongside a little kid right um, <laughs> I mean Batman shouldn't care but you know that's neither here nor there <laughs> we're looking Batman. at you Robin. Um, but with this film done and with it reaching the success that it has, you know, it's made $165 million on mm-hmm. an $80 to $100 million budget. Uh, so it's already broken even. It's already looking like a success and all the critics are raving. It's one of the best DC movies out. Um, with, with Joker coming out later this year, Joker's going to be the last DC movie of the, of the year. Um, you, do you think we're on, we're on the right course or is it? Um, or is I it think so. I think, I think they're hitting, they're getting the formula more and more now. Um first it was um Wonder Woman and then you had um the Aqua Bro. Yeah. Um Aquaman. Yep. And um, your um, favorite suicide squad. And and then the next one they strike gold with is Shazam. Yeah. So they're starting to hit it a little and bit. And this more. is the only one yeah. I feel like honestly that was gauged towards children. Right. Aquaman I feel don't feel like it was gauged towards children. Children like the, the visuals. Cool. Oh, and also, I don't know, y'all can take what you want with this. Um, in the there's a shot in the movie that you have Shazam fighting um Savannah? Uh Savannah, yeah. And one of the kid there's a kid that's playing with a Batman and a Superman doll. Yeah. And he sees them fighting and just chucks the dolls away. Yeah. And just yes. Away. Yes, he does. Yes, that, he does. That was like, that, damn. They I'm could glad put you the, brought that up. That they was could a put very, the rocket on his back That was back a very poignant moment. Yes, that was pretty cool. playing with Batman and Superman because these are the heroes that he knows. And very similarly, they find out that they're not the only heroes here. They're, um, they're, there's a new one. Just mm-hmm. like everyone else just found out by watching this movie. You ain't got to always the fact, be with Batman and Superman. But the fact that he threw those dolls to the side, uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, they're making a statement. And... um. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see definitely more Billy Batson and ready to see more of what he can do, but also ready to see that charm spread. Where I'm, I'm ready to see it be contagious and I'm ready to see how the DC Universe morphs through the uh, wonderment 
<laughs> right? The, the, the eyes of wonder of a child. I'm wondering how that can mutate uh, what a lot of people feel like is kind of a lost cause when it comes to the DCEU. Um, but I, I really, really have high hopes for all, for all of them, especially from this point on. Even if I just got to watch Shazam films. Like, even if I don't watch anything else, I'll just watch the yeah, next I feel like I feel like DC, DC should watch all the good movies that they've done right before they make the next movie they're about to make. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> I feel like times, that should be the ritual. A lot of the times, their problem is they're making two movies at the same time. Mm. And so they can't course correct. They don't know what's right about this one and what's wrong about that one and why this one made more money and why that one didn't. But um, I just feel like uh, this might be a step in the right direction. And I don't know if they 100% know that, but they're going to have to try to figure it out. And I just feel like... I feel like I have the power of Shazam. I feel, I feel like I've been imbued with, with, with all the, the great... Uh, powers and that's the kind of thing you can feel when you listen to an episode of the major issues podcast and if you like this first of all thank you so much for listening but you definitely have to listen to the other episodes of the major issues podcast we're going on to where i think we're past 70 70 episodes a hundred's coming up ready for, ready for the hundo um matter of fact what is uh next week two weeks from now major issues um hits Two no comic book click. It's three years. Yeah, yeah. This Growing is this is up. this is running. This is running. It's running quick, and we're getting more and more followers, more and more listeners, more and more subscribers, more and more people buying the merch. So I'm gonna do you guys a favor and tell you guys how to get in contact with all the things going down. Well, if you guys want to listen to more episodes of the Major Issues podcast, all you have to do is go to any podcast app: Stitcher, iTunes, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Podcast Attic. Um, we're available wherever podcasts are found, but the quickest way to find us is just to Google Major Issues Podcast, and we're the first ones that pop right up, um, which is great, uh, easy for all those. And if you have an Apple device, an iDevice, you already have a podcast app pre-installed because they do things without telling you. Ooh, and if you look goodness. if you look on that app, just search Major Issues Podcast, and we're the first ones to pop up. But what I really want, I really want um, some more engagement. I really want some more fandom uh, talking to the fandom here, I really want some more back and forth for, with you clickers. So you guys, uh, to reach out to Comic Book Click, to reach out to the Major Issues Podcast, all you have to do is go to Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic Book Click, or use the hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. All those links are in the show description, uh, so you guys uh, should be able to you're one click away from getting everything that you want, including merchandise. Ooh. You can shop Comic Book Click. Uh, with the link in the description and uh, comicbookclick at gmail.com for any questions, uh, comments, or concerns dealing with any of the subject matter that we talk about on this show. And we will read it live on air because, I mean, we love you guys. And you guys have been doing uh, great things when it comes to sharing um, this podcast. All that we ask is that if there's anything else that you'd like to do for us, rate and review us on iTunes because it's the quickest way for us to learn and grow as podcasters and figure out the do's and don'ts. And it's the quick way, quickest way for us to find new members, new audience members and um, new members of the click. And that's how we grow word of mouth, faith. And uh, we could be the family. We could be that family. We, we can definitely be. Word. But um, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am your cloud is Maximus. And this has been our Captain Marvel uh, recap and review. And remember, whether or not you have the uh, strength of Hercules, Wisdom of Solomon, or the Speed of Mercury, 
whether or not you've been smashing the eye with the eye of sin <laughs> or your uh, magic eight ball causes your dad to be handicapped. Whether you didn't want your CGI mustache to show up in the ending of this film or whether you realize the real truth that we are all family. Remember that we are the clique and you are our champion, but you, yes you, are worth it.